This podcast is brought to you by Australia's LGBTQIA plus community media organisation, Joy. Keep Joy on air by becoming a member, a subscriber or donate. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community. Trans POV is more than just the trans narrative. There are the usual questions about the trans person's earliest memories and their various stages of gender exploration. We have already discussed the differences between transsexual, transgender, and gender fluid, and that gender identity is different from gender expression, which again is different from sexual orientation. While I am usually open to answering other people's respectful questions, which no one would ever dare to ask of other transgender people, it is clear that simple definitions aren't enough anymore, and we need to be talking about lived realities and sometimes the voices we need to hear from aren't always trans. It's time for a bit of Trans 201. Welcome to Trans Point of View. <laughs> Welcome back. You are listening to Trans Point of View. Mama Mish here. I've got a full house. I need to sound up from everyone in the room, please. Bodies Anastasia. And Bowie. And Misty. Well, welcome, Misty. Thank you. You're a new voice. Would you like to introduce yourself to the to the audience listening? Sure. So my name's Misty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we've established that. Hi, just Misty. In, just in case we weren't clear about that. Um, and I use pronouns they, them. They, them. Well, you get along with our resident they, them, Bowie. Yeah. <laughs> and then we got Anna. Is, is she and her? And yeah. Mama Miss she and her as well. So we've had a hell of a week. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So let me see here. So 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 tell me tell me Anna what it, what what did what happened this exciting thing this week? For me for you. T- for, for me, I mean so I'm walking the first runway in October. Are you? Yes. Wow. And then I think so we were talking about it, boy and I, and I've realized I might be the first openly trans person to walk on the runway in Australia. Before that we had Andrea Pagic, but mm-hmm. then she identified herself as an androgynous mm-hmm. male, which yep. was in Australia still. So, yeah. That's kind of cool. And they have another runway in December. So. Wow. And, and th- yeah, and then Trans POV just got nominated at the Globe Community Awards. So, and then Bowie? That. I got nominated for Sports Person of the Year for the Globe Awards. Oh. Yeah. Oh, it's kind of happening in here. And I got nominated for LGBTI Person of the Year. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> what are these Globe Awards? The Globe Awards are a community awards uh, held here in Melbourne based on the work that's happening in Victoria. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some of it can go um, countrywide, but this one yeah. here, the LGBTI person of the year is based in Victoria. Yeah. But the things with, you know, with, with volunteering and, and all the work that you do for the community in general. Very cool. Um, so it's a recognition, like it's a night of recognition for all of the hard work of mm. individuals and organisations. Mm. Victorian base, I think. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they really put a, a big gala on. It's going to be this one's going to be held at the Glass House uh, at um, it's the Collingwood uh, Training Grounds, yeah. uh, where the um, the Olympic Oval is yeah. as yeah. well. Um, but I won the ANZ Small Business Award two years ago uh, for um, yeah the work I had done around uh, a company I had started focusing on LGBT employment, uh, especially especially around gender diverse and non-binary and, and trans folk. Very cool. Um, yeah. So to have that, like, all of us in the room, part of this. Now, this is just the nominations. It's very exciting. It feels good, though, to get, get yeah. ex- uh, acknowledged for the work you do. Yeah. Um, but then um, all of us in the same room, you know. But September 7th is when we'll know more about 
Oh, I'm pretty much writing my acceptance speech. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, I, I figure if it's going to happen, if I just believe it, then it's just already a thing. Now, now Hannah Mounty is up for LGBTI person of the year as well. And so we said we we're kind of joking, right? <laughs> I said, you know what we need to do? I said, we need to go and do like an Apollo Rocky sort of like poster. Yeah. The two of us kind of like this. And I told her she had to be Drago. She was, I don't want to be Drago. She says, all right, I'll be Apollo. And I'll wear like the big USA hat. And <laughs> she's like, oh my God, I got the theme song on my phone. Let's get a photo shoot. So we're, we're like planning this like really dickhead thing that we want to put <laughs> together. <laughs> and now how can we just have some fun with it? Um, but we were also, the three of us in the room, while Anna was off cooking and doing <laughs> the kitchen stuff, the three of us, Misty and Bowie and myself, actually did uh, some work at the AFL yesterday. We did a cool thing. We did a cool thing. So I was one of the facilitators uh, brought in as a, as a trans facilitator uh, as part of the AFL. And we were looking at the trans and gender diverse policy. Mm-hmm. It's, <laughs> the only reason I'm talking about it is because it's already been linked to the, the community. Um, but it was really great working with both of you there. And what you brought, and one of the things you focused on, Misty, was language. Mm. And what did you what did you see that 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 we need to do in these sort of cases around language? Yeah, well, I think I'm. I mean, I'm not a sports person, so no. I think I had a really different perspective from that yeah. point of view. Um, sports is really gendered, like in a way oh, yeah. that other things just aren't. Um, so, you know, often people don't include non-binary people yes. um, in sports because. Mm-hmm. There's men's teams and there's women's teams. And we kind of just accept that because that's how sport has always been. Um, So we had a lot of conversation about that, not including non-binary people. If we do include non-binary people, how might we do that within the structures that exist around sport? Um, So that was, yeah, that was, I think that was a really productive conversation. I would say the people that were in the room were quite a few, were quite a few, um, key people that need to be there uh, not focusing so much on sport but i think the language that the common person then could actually read and say okay i know what this is i mean there's definitely a need around definitions and stuff weren't there bowie oh absolutely yeah it was um there was some i guess things that the that an everyday person may not quite understand um like reading it and being like oh well this means this so <laughs> yeah it was um it was good to get some clarity around that sort of thing for sure but i uh, for me the big win i think was being a trans facilitator, a trans woman there, running a, a session in the AFL, working with the AFL and their lawyers and their team there, and having my peers from the community coming in. And not all of us are sports people, but we're actually looking at the language and how they're mm-hmm. engaging with us as well. And I think that was a pretty big win. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's like, um, it's really just like any kind of organizational development work, right? Like mm-hmm. sports or the AFL is an organization just like any other. And they have these constraints. Um, I think what was really nice was that there was representation from trans women, trans men and non-binary folk. Like that yeah. that's really important because I think again, the issues surrounding each of those groups of people are a little bit different. Yeah. Um, so it was really nice to have um, loud voices there. See, when you said it was really nice, the first thing kind of came to my mind was the, the food spread that they had on, mm-hmm. uh, which was pretty good. Um, it was incredible. What did they serve, uh, really? I, huh? got, I got some great vegan options, too. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. yeah. The yeah. gnocchi was I, to I, die for. I felt a bit special. Oh, how good was that gnocchi? Mm. <laughs> it had like this mushroom and there's like the jus with it. Truffle what? sauce. A truffle sauce, that's or what it was. truffle oil. And well. I was like, well, I didn't want to be there anyway. <laughs> I'm actually writing up a recipe for gnocchi. Are you? Yes. And I have done a podcast for it already. So, so well, yeah. you make nice. it and we'll take 
test it. Yes. All right, so, so Misty, just an idea. So we have a trans <laughs> point of view here. So yeah. this is our, we talk about different stories and different things that are going on. And we have a sort of a sub show that we do as part of this called mm -hmm. Trans POV Kitchen, where oh. we focus on things like diet. Diet and cooking. So right now I'm actually focusing on introducing basic cooking skills um, to the public. And you know a bit of um, nutritional information behind of the food um, you consume as well. Very cool. Yeah, yeah, especially when you're doing things like, you know, hormones and mm -hmm. you yeah. know lack of exercise. So Bowie's big uh, focus is on. Bowie runs a, a business around. Uh, uh, fitness, go ahead. Fitness, nutrition, and like just general healthy lifestyle and living well. Yeah. 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 And so we just bring all different things to this and talking about a more holistic sort of way around being trans. Yeah, cool. Um, yeah, so do you know you run a show over in WA. I was going to say just on that, I eat food. What a connection we have here. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> wow, this but is, it's, it's, a, it's a match made in heaven. But the thing is, this uh, is another thing though, because like I've, because um, I, I, I do um, work with a few, like a lot of cisgender people and I mentioned about the Facebook page we have for Trans POV Kitchen. And somehow the food topic really bond the community and the mm. broader community. And, you mm. know, it's just one of the great magic of food, you know, it just mm. brings people together. It really yeah. does. So that's that helps a lot, you yeah. know. Yeah, and, and uh, I think we even we had recently as well had the, um, we haven't talked even since doing the Real Big Hug. Yes. That was really good. I mean, how amazing was that? And that food was good too. Yes, the food, w yeah, the food was great. Oh, but we missed out I on didn't it. get to go. I was working. I, know. Yeah. I was training I know. people. So we went and ran a. Um, uh, I came up with some idea back in November or October. Well, before the Better Together conference, so yeah. it's so the idea came around like maybe a year ago, roughly. Yeah. Ish, yeah. And we was about basically bringing this all together. None of the streamers and banners and crazy stuff, just coming together, spending some time together in the afternoon, maybe having a cup of some mm -hmm. cupcakes, some food. Uh, we ended up having an amazing spread. We had like a five-minute uh, massage session. We oh. had a manicure session. We had face, face paint. painting. There was a kids' corner for reading. And, and then we we, we, had, we had this like big bench yeah. where you actually ice and you decorate your own cupcakes and you put it onto the collage. Oh. So, you know, it's a, it's a, it's I felt at home. Like, you know, yeah. I had um, a gala the night before, but I didn't enjoy it as much as I did with the uh, the event we had. You know, it's just very. The event was a good way to bond the, the different um, yeah. people from the different com bits of the community together, yeah. and spend time and just have a c talk and a conversation and nothing crazy, nothing wild, just time together. Yeah, yeah. and um, especially after the whole um, plebiscite, you know, the mm. the marriage um, vote, it 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 took a huge toll on members of the communities as well. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it was, um, I think it was just a nice touch of embrace for everybody. Guys, when are we taking a weekend away? Like, <laughs> I think we need a break. I'm actually thinking <laughs> of, you know, like just pack my suitcase, leave for four days, no phone, no internet, nothing, and just disappear for four days. <laughs> I'm going on a trans camp to the Grampians. Oh, I heard about oh, it. Yes. yes. The trans universe. I think it's part of um, the, uh, the Geelong's, Geelong's support uh, community support group for transgender diverse people and um, Alphabet Soup are also supporting it. 
So I think I heard a bit. Yeah. I just heard about it just the other day about yeah. this. I booked my campsite and everything. Oh. So you see how busy we are over here? Yeah. I mean, I'm on a break now. <laughs> 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 but tell me more about, about the show you do as well. Yeah. So I um, present on a show called All Things Queer. Um, in Western Australia, we don't have a queer radio station, mm. but we do have a queer show. And in fact, it's one of two queer shows now. So there's another queer show wow. for Indigenous people. Yeah. Um, but yeah, our, our queer show is called All Things Queer. We cover as much as we possibly can about stuff that's happening in WA um, and, and across the country. Um, and it's, it's a talks-based show, but we do play a bit of queer music as well. Yeah. Nice. What else yeah. do you do when you're not... Traveling to other states and talking about policy and language and sport. And, and sport. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, why yeah. am I doing sport? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've reconciled that now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so the main thing that I do is uh, I'm doing a PhD at the Curtin Centre for Human Rights Education. My um, area is social recognition of non-binary um, genders and sexualities in Australia. So uh, I've spent the last couple of years um, surveying people and interviewing people uh, just to find out their experiences of social recognition in Australia. Mm. Um, so that's what I spend most of my time doing, but I also do a lot of other work with um, LGBTI organisations in Australia. So um, I'll do a bit of training. I do some volunteer stuff with Trans Folk of WA and the bisexual community. Um, so yeah, pretty pretty busy. Yeah. So 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 in a nutshell, what do you want to be when you grow up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I think maybe eventually I'll be like a firefighter. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't like to think too far ahead. To be honest, I think like what I want to do is um, get my doctorate. Yeah. Like that's about as far as I'm thinking ahead because we had a great conversation yesterday about the importance of um, non-gendered titles. So I will have the doctor title and I no longer have just, to yeah, just negate that whole issue for yourself <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. doctor yeah. I just call me doctor everywhere doctor that's right so that's a really where's important, the doctor yeah that's a really important part of doing a PhD <laughs> I mean um, it really kind of goes well with doctor who no, so, so. <laughs> but I um, <laughs> You like that? <laughs> My surname is kind of difficult, so that yeah. kind of works for me. I yeah. could be Doctor Who. No, um, I I really like what I'm doing at the moment. So I'm doing a bit of research, a bit of training and teaching, um, and a bit of advocacy. So I think when I finish my PhD, I will try and continue to do all of those things um, with less of a focus on research um, because I will have finished that. What yeah. has been some of the struggles around the they... I guess when you're going into spaces and talking about language around they and stuff, what are some of the challenges you face? Um, a lot of people just haven't thought about gender ever. Mm. Um, cisgender people in particular have never, that you know, the, the, the labels and the language has fit close enough for them. So they've just not had to think about it. Um, so that's probably, so I do some LGBTI inclusivity training, which is sort of like the 101 stuff. Um, and one of the most important parts of it is to tell people to think about gender over the morning tea break. So, okay. you know, think about what gender means to you and how you might describe it and why you would do that. Because defining gender is actually really difficult when you try mm. to do it. Um, and I think a lot of us will have gone through that process because of the nature of our genders. But, yeah, cisgender people haven't. Did you find, like, because something I come across is that a lot of um, cis people don't even understand the difference between sex and gender. Like, because that's something yeah. that, for me, like, it, it has become very obvious. This is like, well, this form says, you know, sex. Well, that's your gender. Like, why you have such a big issue around it? And it's like, um, mm. because it's not the same thing. Sometimes they also conflate sexuality with gender. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This, um, this actually reminds me of um, a great thing somebody I know did. So 
when his daughter was born, he actually ticked um, the box female. However, next to it, he put on a bracket saying female for now. But I don't know in the future. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And that was a big thing, you know. And to me, that was a big thing, having seen that mm-hmm. sort of action from this, from a cisgender male doing that. There's such a big move now to just remove gender from birth certificates Mm -hmm. because sort of like um, race used to be on birth certificates and they removed it because it was was not real. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's a social construct. So they removed it because there was no need to have it. I think gender is increasingly being viewed that way. Um, And that would be really cool if it didn't... It's not useful to have it on a birth certificate. Now, there's always a (laughs) a talk about, um, about being transgender... And then there's the non-binary. Can we maybe describe that a little bit more for folks who are listening who may not be used to this? So being non-binary doesn't necessarily mean that you're transgender. Yeah, it's a it's a tricky one again with the language stuff. So feel free to shoot me down if you if you have different understandings of this. But for me, I think of transgender as an umbrella term yes. for mm. people who do not identify as the gender they were assigned at birth. Mm. Um, non-binary, I think, is within that. But some people feel less comfortable using the trans language because of the way it's seen in society. Um, So some might have, you know, they might be scared of the stigma that's associated with using that language. um, Or they might feel like it's disrespectful to people who perhaps have gone through, you know, dysphoria or... Um, or, or, you know, surgeries or medical interventions. And so they feel like they're not valid enough to use that label. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Does that make sense? It makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, so that's where I'm along the lines as well. But I just thought from somebody who does identify as they and non-binary, mm. I thought it was more... So, I, yeah, I have a lot of trouble using trans, to be mm. honest, for myself. I kind of picked up on that yesterday. Yeah. And I, and I certainly don't mind at all if other people use that language for me. So it's not about, you know, being afraid of the stigma. It, it is that, you know, that sense that, you know, I, I don't really experience enough dysphoria to have any medical interventions mm-hmm. myself mm-hmm. so maybe if, if you don't mind me probing and asking questions probe away um so what made you um come to the to, to the decision to go as a non-binary if you didn't feel the dysphoria or the uh need to trend change your social gender yeah um i i think I ha- a friend of mine actually told a really neat story which made a lot of sense to me that she was watching uh, a... So this is a person who uses she, he and they pronouns um, alternately. Um, I, will tr- I will do my best to do that now. Um, he was watching a documentary uh, about a young woman who had breast cancer and had her breasts removed and then she uh, got them reconstructed um, once that, you know, once the cancer was gone. And they were watching this documentary thinking, I wouldn't do that. I, I wouldn't replace those. Those are body parts that are not important to me. And that's probably how I would describe it. Mm-hmm. I've always found things like breasts to be an irritation um, oh yeah, I'm I'm totally with you on that one. Yeah, <laughs> it's, and if and if it would be if if it were easy to get rid of them, I absolutely would. But it's surgery. I do have it's to big. say, I do have to say, and after getting them done, look, it helps with clothing and everything like that, and, and with <laughs> passing. And I do like my boobs. Okay, don't get me wrong, 
But when I'm laying there getting a massage or I went and did something and I'm like, okay, these are really in the way now. I can't <laughs> like, and I'm going, playing sport. It's this? just like, why? Yeah. <laughs> See, for me, like they are irritating, especially when I work out, but they do feel nice when I just massage them in my bed. <laughs> <laughs> this is, I mean, this is the thing. I have yeah. this love hate relationship because I do like to touch boobs. Yeah. yeah. Um, everyone but likes I, boobs. <laughs> yeah. I don't care if you're gay, yeah. straight, whatever you, everyone likes boobs. Yeah. But, <laughs> I, but I just don't like to, have I mean like, even running for the bus you know like they, they are so there yeah oh yeah and strapping them up and like all <laughs> of that so so I I would be really happy to remove them or if I had to have them removed for medical reasons I yep. wouldn't have them replaced yep. um, but it's not enough of a dysphoria for me mm. to um, to actually go and have that done and there are many cis women that if they did lose them they would they would lose that sense of self and that yeah. sense of, of identity I had a close friend that that happened to they had to have a double mastectomy because of breast cancer and they they had such troubles waiting for through recovery and I think it was almost a year until they actually were able to get reconstructive surgery and during that time felt so much less of a woman because that was something that they really defined themselves as mm. like a very feminine part of themselves mm. and just watching the struggles that they faced um like through that period of time was really um like it was really interesting um mm. i think because like i think of myself i was just like geez i would just love it if mine just had to get taken away <laughs> yeah. like, you know, like oh my gosh <laughs> but not that i want to have breast cancer for that to happen but yeah just seeing it from that perspective that for her it was so much about what mm. defined her as a woman and what i forgot maybe put a point here because obviously you haven't heard our show and stuff and, you, and you've come and hears this to this show is one of the things we really try to focus on in some of our conversations is not around surgery and what is it to really transition and mm. and about the, the social transition and, and where you are in the journey mm. and you know we've discussed everything from your dysphoria bowie around breasts and stuff and mm. what the journey you've gone through and, and and where you're at with all that stuff and yeah. myself as well with my body five years later you know anna when she was going through so we really get down to the nuts and bolts of it where mm. we find so many other people within the trans community always focus around a plan of three months this surgery six months that surgery a year this surgery mm. and so we really enjoy these sorts of conversations when it comes around that. Yeah, where it's not about surgery. And I think I think part of it for me is, um, you know, I'm, I'm nearly 40 and the language... Welcome. <laughs> <laughs> I just turned 41. So. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay, all right. I'm a little younger than that, but not much. Um, I think the language around gender was very, very basic when yeah. we were growing up. Oh, yeah. Um, Non-binary was not a thing. Bisexuality wasn't a thing. Um, gay was hardly spoken about yeah. growing up. So I, I, when I discovered um, bisexuality, that language, I clung to that with everything I had. See, and I, and I, I, I was living a heterosexual life. Yeah. For 36 years even yeah. though i was i was hiding my bisexuality yeah, yeah and i come from the midwest bible belt i couldn't explore any of that there was always the judgments of, of you're you're a man and you're wearing pink no no, no it's salmon you know, <laughs> you know the old friends argument you know and yeah. and it, it, then to come here but then i feel almost kind of cheated coming out as trans because i didn't get ex a chance to even explore my sexuality very much and yep. now I can't go to certain men's spaces and I'm like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I think, and I think for people, um, you know, gender is really important and they focus on that or sexuality is really important and they focus on that. And for me, um, gender has never been important to me. Mm. And I think that's probably another thing to note about my non-binary gender. It's that gender's not important to my sense of self at all. Um, that's how I kind of think about myself being non-binary. If gender ceased to exist, 
I would be happier. So here's a question, because obviously you'd get pushback from people from, from our community. Mm. Um, I mean, you're part of our community, but the, the you'd get what I'm saying. Yes. Um, <laughs> and if you were to go and speak on trans things and talk to the non-binary, and you went to get up and talk about this, mm. um, where would you find the commonalities, say, between myself as a trans woman and yourself as a non-binary person that you can go and say, I can relate and understand and this is how I can help? Mm, that's a really good question. Um, I, I think, you know, my experience is different and, mm. and, I, and I get that. Mm. Um, I know, you know, in many ways in my life, I have a lot of passing privilege, if you yeah. like. Um, and I do, I walk, when I walk around, I get read as a cisgender woman. Um, so I recognise all of that. I think it's it comes back to that social recognition f for me. And increasingly, as, as I think about gender, um, you know, I, I, I think that the problem is the assumptions that people make based on how you look. Um, and although, you know, as I said before, passing privilege, and I, and I don't, I don't want to downplay that at all, um, it, you know, it really irritates me when people refer to me as a lady or, uh, you know. The We're judged for the 10%, yeah. all of us in this room. But yeah. when you strip away that 10% and you get into the rest of the 90, the, the stories that we've gone through, the things that we felt and, and the pain, the struggles, the love, the sadness, it's all very similar. That, and yeah. that's where we find the commonality and that's what's so beautiful about each individual person in this room. Mm. But many people can't get past that. Even our own community can't yeah. get past that because we're yeah. not even, some of us aren't even at that space. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you, you're right. Like the, you know, the feeling like you're different, feeling like you don't belong, feeling like you wish your body was different. Um, you know, all of that stuff is the same. But, you know, for me, I haven't been through any kind of medical journey. Yeah. I, I just, because my big thing is, is I'm, I'm a very big, um, ally of allies because yep. in order as we discovered from the better together conference that it was important for us to have allies mm. um, so again you know the, I guess for the other question was um, where do you see your value as a voice within the community like what is it that you bring to it that you kind of go you know what I really can help with this yeah um, I, I feel like I can speak to the non-binary experience um, a lot uh, from my own perspective um, but also from the research that I do. So I have spoken to um, 20 people around the country um, and, I, and I made sure that I had incorporated diversity, a lot of diversity in terms of ethnicity, in terms of identification, sexuality. Um, so I've spoken to all of these people um, and I have their knowledge as well as my own experience in talking yeah. about non-binary. And there's, um, you know, another one of these commonalities is how much we've thought about gender. Yeah. Um, there is a subsection of the community, um, the broader community, that has thought about gender a lot and others that haven't. And I feel like we're, we're the bit that has. We've thought about gender a lot and we have a really deep understanding of gender and where it is and is not important. I always joke and say... Coming out as trans is like basically seeing the wizard behind the curtain and you're unplugged from the matrix. And so I'll be walking around going, wow, do men really do this? Do women really do that? Mm -hmm. And you see everyone, each gender bagging the other gender out and you kind of go, but if you only did this, you know, you'd actually not have this problem. And it's, it's weird being removed now. Mm -hmm. Even though I'd live a binary life, I'm still removed. Yeah. Um, but it's funny though, Anna, the two of them, I found out that, that uh, Misty was they, and 
I knew Bowie was there, and I'm going, think myself going, ooh, I gotta get them together and start speaking non-binary. You know, <laughs> <laughs> You're just speaking. Oh wait, no, ones and zeros. I was gonna is binary, say, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yeah. We use twos and threes. I was, I was and gonna say, yeah, look, every other number but zeros and ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Nine, <yeah>. seven, four. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even know what we said. <laughs> and I think I found out yesterday that Bowie runs um, a group for gender diverse individuals here in Melbourne. Correct. Yeah, and and we do stuff like that. So in my work with Transfolk of WA, Transfolk of WA is an organisation that's for trans women, trans men and non-binary folk. Um, and we have in-person meetups and we have Facebook groups. So we do that kind of stuff as well because I think peer support is really important. Yeah, and is Bowie just leaning back in the chair going, yep. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm cool like Honest. that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I just speak my language. <laughs> yeah. was, that, was that a four? Four, four, five, five, four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> yeah, and there's not, there's actually not a lot of um, groups for non-binary folk in no. particular. Mm. Um, mm. And there is, like you said, within the community, there's a bit of um, disagreement about where non-binary folk fit. Well, even even with the you know trans women, I'm finding that uh, well, there's non-binary folk trying to go into men's spaces, but then there's a real question around it right now. Mm. There's those who identify trans men can go into men's spaces, no problem. But they're even welcome back into women's spaces. Mm -hmm. But trans women, as we've noticed in this policy that we were looking at, yeah. there's a massive exclusion around trans women and a lot of um, untrust or uncertainty. Yeah. Because, you know, everyone seems to think that uh, trans women are just men trying to get it easier by becoming women. Oh, look, like, I, mean, I, th I, think I look shifty. That, I mean, let's be honest. Isn't <laughs> that the theory that se people seem to think? It's like, oh, you're just doing that to get it easier. You get to, like, you get to play a woman's sport. You'll be so much better. It's like, um, but there's also this idea that trans men are just women. Yeah, that, uh, yeah that's right. So they right. don't have a competitive advantage. Yeah, that was yeah. that was one of the things that really stood out to me was, yeah, like trans women aren't women and trans men aren't men. So therefore, yeah. just... You're weaker, so we're not gonna worry about you yeah. anyway. But you then like, so when you boil this all down, they are saying that women are not significant. Yeah. In the social there was there was yeah. no restrictions it's just on so, which is trans the world men. we live in. Yeah, yeah. it really <laughs> is. And now we'll do feminism one oh one. I wore the right t shirt today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> big feminist across yeah. the front. I think I think it's appropriate. No, I it's 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 you know, we just have to learn to sort of speak to one another learn each other's language a bit more and have these more fun conversations mm. where we can break it down make fun of it a bit um, but find a way to come together and have the serious talk as well too mm -hmm. where these days we're too worried about offending the other person and mm. doing the wrong thing and um, I, I remember going to um, a coffee one time with a friend of mine who identifies as they as well and when the waiter came over they're like oh hi ladies how are you going and the person basically I'm a they and a guy goes, he didn't know how to respond. He just pulled back and, okay. And this person just was really aggressive. Mm. And I go, you know, we've been doing this for decades, the aggression. Mm. And it's gotten us nowhere. You know, like our, th our session yesterday was, you know, it was a, it was a, a respectful conversation. Mm. And we've all come to the table. We were guests in their house and we walked away fine. Um, but... We need more of that. Yeah, and I'm certainly, you know, 
being the age that I am I, and moving through the world, being referred to as she, her, I'm not about to yell at people when they no. use those pronouns for me. But where it irks me is when I've told somebody yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then they just insist, you know, a slip up is fine, but the, yeah. the insisting. Um, and I, and I, for some reason, the ladies thing just really gets my goat. Like I sometimes lose my shit when people <laughs> refer to a group of people as ladies. It just, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I, I get that as well. It's like you're walking to someone and it's like ladies and it's like, look at me. Like, I don't, I don't really look like a lady. Like, um, dude. Yeah. It's like, look at this haircut. Well, when, like, when, when, when the it's one... a zero fade. Come on. Like. <laughs> when the one person looked at you and said, oh, well, boy, he went and did this and that, whatever. I, oh, thought, that, yeah. I saw you kind of puff up a little bit. There, yeah, I did. It's not often I get, I get misgendered um, as a man, but I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm much more all right like, with I'll that. I'll take that. I, I am. I'm much more all right with that than being she'd or heard or ladies. And I'm just like, because I just clearly do not look like a lady like so you've got a very weak connection that you're making right here it's i can like, confirm I, bowie does not look like a lady i need stubble that's what you it do, is you need i'll just draw it do, on do, i'll just <laughs> shade my face in just do like like one shot of tea and that's like just like the little the little shaggy stuff on the, on the on the end of your chin but it's weird that we rely so heavily on people's appearances to make yeah. like to categorize them yeah. i think you know, that's dumb. We should just... I mean, I, I like to just think of everyone as um, bisexual and non-binary, mm. um, unless they tell me otherwise, um, because that's the, the most inclusive <laughs> <laughs> way to be, you know? And if I think if people really thought deeply about it, it's probably true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It probably is. I, I, I think everybody is. But then, but then you go and you, you, go, you, you, you think, are they maybe interested? Maybe they are bi. Maybe I'll give it a go. And then you walk away going... Well, that was awkward. <laughs> That's a bisexual's life. Just, I know. just assuming everyone just, just might be in. Yeah. Welcome to my world. Jeez. <laughs> Everyone's like, so, so who, how, how does it work? And I'm going, I'm in, I just, the person, I don't really care. So what do you mean you don't care? Like, is it a man or a woman? I'm like, oh my God. Don't, yeah, don't just, need that definition. Oh, <laughs> you just have a moment of going, just fuck my life. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> but <laughs> interestingly, like, I don't know, like when I've had conversations with um, people who are heterosexual in particular, um, to ask them what it is about that particular gender that they're interested in, it's a difficult thing for them to answer because, again, it's something they've never yeah. had to think about. Mm-hmm. Well, I've had women come to me and I've got because I primarily date women or people with a vagina. I don't know. At this point, I'm kind of going, now I'm stuffing up. But the th- I like boobs. Anyway, so I end up having this conversation and, and, and you say to them, I said, well, what is it, you know, there's I'll go to I'll say to them what are you you know interested in and they go well I'm actually in, into you know a real man and I said well I'm kind of like a real man? I know what does I, I kind of joke and say look I'm I'm like a I'm like the bi dream come true I'm like the best of both worlds <laughs> and so I go and, and I try to just understand where I'm at and understand what they're looking for and um they come back i've had women come back saying well look i just it's all about i just need a real man i need need like an animal i need like i need hair i need you know i just need and i'm going (laughs) i'm just picturing like this neanderthal like a a gorilla or something a a real man has lots of hairs like yeah it's like you're basically just looking for for basically the human version of a dog yeah sit on your couch (laughs) you know watches tv and fetch the 
go fetch food. Yeah. And but that, I mean, that's it. People have this really stereotypical idea of what it means to be a man and what it means to be a woman, and mm. hardly anyone fits there, you know? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. like, yeah, it's, it's like what you really want. So if some really super hairy dude came up to this person saying what they want is a real man, you know, the hair and stuff, and some hairy dude comes up and is just like... How's it going? I don't think they'd be like, oh, oh my love. God. Oh, <laughs> my dream come true. <laughs> now, the ones that ship me the most are the ones like, well, he's going to have a goatee. He's going to have, have a tattoo. He's going to be this. He's going to be six oh foot four. And I'm going, whoa. Oh, and she's that. like, oh, I just don't understand why I'm still single. And I okay. pretty much am going, I can now yeah. tell you why. Yeah. <laughs> that this person does not exist. <laughs> or there might be one of them somewhere. Yeah. And they're probably taken. <laughs> but then we try to throw a different language to them and try to, to, to stretch their own mind as well. And then they're like, potato. And, 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 and you kind of come like, pull it yourself, stretch yourself. It takes time for people, this kind of stuff. Like oh. it, they need time with it. Oh yeah. yeah, it's been an interesting experience that I've had with um, Zay also being uh, a non-binary person as well, and me being my non-binary, and people being like, "Well, what? How, how does how does that work? Like, what 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 does that mean? Which like, sporting what? team are you in?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and it just it kind of you see people just trying to figure out like, but okay, so so you're you're the man. Mm. It's like. It's what? just so weird. No, right? like you're saying that because of my physique. Like, just, that's that's you're not, you're just and really just screw them up because you because you're taller than Zay. Go and say, yeah. I'm the bottom. You know, just just yeah. to really screw them. You know? yeah. Zay's quote unquote the man. <laughs> when you're not around and I do wrong, she beats me. I don't know. You just just something to really screw yeah. them up. You know. Yeah. I was joking. I said if I can get my mom because I have my I've never had anybody visit me in Australia. And there's this conversation between my mom and I about coming here for uh, a while. But if my mom comes, she'll be here for the Globe Awards, which I thought was oh, so well. cool. Oh, that's great. But I said what I'll probably do is do something really bad and inappropriate on stage. But I'll just sit there and go. When I go back to my table, my mom will beat me. So <laughs> she's always yelling at me for small things that i'm always doing wrong your hair this time you're always not wearing pink enough why are you wearing black you're looking like a boy and i'm thinking i finally got you to accept me stop picking on me you know have a wardrobe <laughs> malfunction <laughs> how was it how was it for you to explain that to your family yeah it's interesting because i mean my my family's anglo-indian um so culturally i guess it's a bit different um gender's quite important um in some senses and not in others yeah. so um they know we've spoken about it. They're, they're a bit uncomfortable with it and we don't talk about it. <laughs> That's basically where that got to. But like being like growing up, w my brother and I didn't, you know, we weren't, gender wasn't enforced on us growing up yeah. at all. We were able to explore everything, you know. Yeah. So I was playing with trucks and he was, you know, dressing up and putting makeup on. <laughs> and like we, we were allowed to do all of that. And even in terms of how we were treated and the things we were allowed to do, none yeah. of that was gendered, um, wow. which I think has helped me to feel, you know, less like gender matters to yeah. me. Um, don't really feel like a woman. I, I often say I have all the entitlement of a straight white man. Like, I feel like I have all that entitlement. Do you think having a bit of that helps shape the way um, you sort of see the world? And then and, and with doing the non-binary and, and your studies going forward? Yeah, I do. I really do. I think, you know, I first told my mum I wanted to cut all my hair off when I was seven or eight years old. Heart attack? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, she, she was just like, all right, let's just do it. Wow. Um, and, you know, that, yeah, that, was my, that was my childhood, really. It was really not gendered. Um, mm. But, you know, to actually say I'm rejecting 
the gender that you thought that that's harder that's yeah. really that's quite hard and again like I was saying it takes people a long time to process this stuff if they've mm. never ever thought about it yeah I wish my childhood had been like that you're both, <laughs> man. So I was like reminiscing I'm like I had to look girly and wear sandals and have a bob um, haircut oh. and uh, I just kind of hated my life. I just wanted to wear shorts and you a shirt. You need to not have a bob. <laughs> oh, oh, I had, oh I had a beard. My, my childhood, my childhood pictures. I think I had the same haircut until I was about thirteen. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was horrible. Whereas, like in my country, because I grew up in Vietnam, yeah. and my mom would dress me and my brothers in like the most colorful outfit. At the same time, they picked on me because I. Did not possess any idealistic male like male beauty standards. Your so parents turned you into a twink. <laughs> yeah, well, technically yes. Like, I still remember. Like I, I think I have this picture of myself in like pastel pink and pastel green jumper, with like a bright yellow pants and with a bob cut. <laughs> it's what's the, the bob? It's the bob cut. It's, <laughs> it's horrible. Uh, it's just hilarious. You sound like you were dressed as a cupcake though. <laughs> and Anna was in heaven. But at the same time, seven years old. But at the same time, I was bullied because I didn't look like you know macho enough for a um, male. Even so though I'm your like, parents chose your outfits, exactly. Like, they would just set you up to fail. It doesn't make any like, sense to me. And that's when, and that's when your Bruno Mars stage came in. That you had going on. Oh gosh, I with so bad. Like, because like I still remember how um, I tried so hard not to, because sh- I, I tried to grow facial hair as well, but then. For some reason, nothing came out. <laughs> <laughs> and I would keep on shaving and shaving Honest and I still had no facial hair. I'm like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> I also remember like, you know, I was like sneaking to the bathroom, trying to shave my armpits because uh, allegedly, according to the voice in my glass, the more you shave those regions, the more likely you, you're going to have like a busher parts. And then nothing. Did it just never grow back? (laughs) 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 It was like you had one chance and you wrecked it. (laughs) So with my body, for some reason, like so they grew back, but then very sparse. The the more masculine you tried to be, like the the more her body reversed (laughs) in puberty. But he's refusing that. (laughs) My problem was I had I was like I was like a chia pet. I'd go and shave at like nine, and by like ten thirty, I had a five o'clock shadow. (laughs) It was ridiculous. I was just I had I had arm hair that was like that long and it was just everywhere and and um you're that person's dream yeah i am i I was a yeti (laughs) but it's funny somebody saw some old photos of me recently and they were like bullshit that's not you and i'm like yeah it took a lot of laser (laughs) but it's 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 funny like all the different paths of where we've come from and and um you know coming together like this and and we you know this is one of the best parts is just having a laugh and and um you know sharing these stories with everyone mm. so thank you for joining us today misty and, and sharing your story and bowie anna they we wrap it up yes yes well you've been listening to trans pov this is mama mish we'll talk to you soon and thank you for listening today if you do want to reach out to us you can get us on email transpov at joy.org.au you can also get us on facebook which is transpov on joy you can get us on twitter transpov or you can just come to joy.org.au and just follow up what's going on here at joy in general thank you so much we'll talk to you next week thanks for listening to another joy podcast brought to you by australia's lgbtqia plus community media organization joy Help us keep joy on air. Head to joy.org.au. Joy, a diverse sound for a diverse community.